fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have to admit, I'm starting to feel very old. I'm feeling very old. Now I know, I know, I'm a millennial, I guess on the younger end, but I feel very old today, and I'll explain why throughout the program. Welcome, and we got a lot to get to today. It is a post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV, plus our live stream and podcasting thereafter as well. Thanks for hanging out. Your millennial general reporting for duty today, although... I will say the Millennial General feeling like we got a little arthritis in the knees. I'm kidding, not that bad. But however, I do feel a little bit old. I am, as I mentioned, I am trying to work on creating the new social media sites for all of the different sites because we're trying to reach everybody from the... Uh, did you know Facebook is apparently for old people now? Did you know that? Now, I remember when MySpace was the new cool thing. I never got a MySpace account because, again, I've never been much into the technology thing. But I knew of MySpace and everybody was on there. And it was cool because everybody had the music and, and doing their thing. I never did it. I got in after Facebook had been around for a long time. And I finally just begrudgingly got into Facebook when I got into college. But I, I'm now realizing that in order to get our message out and be in front of as many people as possible, you need to do it. So we're trying to uh, expand on our social media sites. I'm trying to open up accounts on everything just to at least have some sort of presence. Then the duty is going to be trying to maintain all of it after. So I'm going through this and I'm downloading these apps and I'm downloading these things and I've been one to fight technology. I, I don't like new technology. If things work, why try to reinvent the wheel? And why get into this cushiony, everything's just running smoothly and I don't have to really work hard at it because it all does it for me? I kind of like the process. I really do. It's like the calculator. You know, instead of actually using the calculator, I'd rather just write it down on a notepad and go through the mathematical steps myself because I enjoy that. I'm a dork. I'm a nerd. I know it. But I'm trying. So I'm trying to download these apps, and I don't understand half of them, and I'm trying to learn them so we can be the hip, cool, retro show on the radio and TV, and then we can reach other people as well because the younger generation is going to be what saved this country. We need to reach out to them, and I'd rather have them learn something of constitutional value as opposed to watching them pull a prank on someone and get a million views. To me, that's fun. It's entertaining, sure, but let's at least learn something a little bit today, shall we? So I'm working on that. So I feel very old there already. And that's what that's been a lot of my day today. I wouldn't say a lot of that. That was part of my day today, trying to organize, trying to open up these social media sites for the program, which you can find them all at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. It's the same hashtag as the same name on all of these social media platforms as Hoosier Reason. So that way it's consistent across the board. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv, Our Freedom Book, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Rumble, uh, whatever. Whatever you're into, whatever your flavor is, that's what we're on and that's what we're doing and you can find it at Who's Your Reason. So I feel old that way throughout the day. Then I'm starting to do show prep for the program and on CNBC.com, I start to feel really old. Here's the headline from CNBC. If this doesn't already start to age you is the headline of the day. Here's the headline, 44% of older millennials are already starting to have chronic health conditions. Now, 
The older part of the millennial generation, I guess, is hitting 40. I'm 32, so I'm not quite there yet. However, the ones that are turning 40, uh, first off, just put this into perspective. 40-year-olds are now considered millennials. That's how long this time is flying by, is that 40-year-olds are now considered millennials. Everybody considers the millennials like 20, 30-year-old, you know, dummies out there in society. No, 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 no. They're 40. And according to them, they're having chronic health conditions, which brings up a whole nother discussion about personal health and personal hygiene and taking care of yourself and diets and exercise. And we don't do that. We'd rather sit there and do puckery smiley faces on Instagram and take pictures than do little 20 second TikTok video clips because that's really cool. Both of those, which you usually do by sitting down or you're working in the office. And my generation is the one that does not like to go and do the physical labor stuff because, well, I'm too good for that. I mean, that's not my philosophy. That's generalized, a very generalized statement of my generation of, I don't like to do that. Oh, uh, when we talk about the immigration issue. Well, the immigrants are the ones that are coming in and working the fields and working on the agricultural side. Why don't we get the young generation to do that? Oh, they don't want to do that because they're too good for that. They want to bring in the immigrants to do it because we don't want to do it ourselves. I hate that mentality. It drives me nuts, but that's where we're at. So guess what? Uh, at the same time, what is it, like 90% of Americans are taking at least one to two prescription pills a day for issues. 90%. One to two per, uh, prescription pills a day. Now, I take a lot of pills during the day, but I take vitamins. I take immune boosters. I take not necessarily steroids, but I take, you know, just, I, I wish I had some steroids, you know, beef up a little bit, but just taking something to stay active, to stay healthy. I don't get to be super active working in a radio studio 10 hours a day. So I try to be a little active as when I can and then do supplements as well to help keep and maintain that. So I'm doing it to stay ahead of the curve. They're doing it just to maintain the average norm, which is not a good position to be. The, the United States it's one of the worst in the nation when it comes to obesity. We have some of the highest rates of obesity in this nation, which would explain why we have such high COVID numbers as well, because COVID affects individuals that are overweight and don't have the best of health. Uh, it also affects people with bad diets. And guess what? We have some of the worst diet in the nation because everything we eat is processed. And I'm sorry, as much as I love to eat natural, holistic food that's like organic or whatever, having that organic label on food triples the price of it, and it's stupid. So, of course, we're going to be buying processed food. We're going to be buying the canned food. We're going to be buying the frozen food because it's somewhat reasonable. But guess what? Then you're eating the steroids, and you're eating the chemicals, and you're eating the preservations, and you're eating a lot of salt, and you're eating a lot of fried food, and it's just bad diet. And America's the worst at that. Again, relating back to why COVID cases are so high in this nation. So 44% of older millennials having chronic health conditions already made me a little concerned today. We got a lot to get to today. I don't want to focus a lot of time. I just I just had to say my, my personal day has been kind of an eye opener. Am I hitting a midlife crisis? I don't know. 32. Maybe I should be having a midlife crisis right now. My generation's starting to have chronic health conditions, and I can't figure out the newest, latest social media apps to try and stay up with the hip retro kids. Yeah, I'm having a little midlife crisis. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we have Dan Schultz coming on the program. He is with the state Republican Party for the state of Arizona. We're going to be talking a lot today about trying to clean up the Republican Party. How do we clean it up? What kind of messaging are we trying to push out there? Right now, we're in the kind of licking our wounds stage after the election of 2020. We don't have any authority really at the federal level, a little bit in the Senate, but we don't have much. 
which means now is our rebuilding stage. Now, I'm saying that at the same stage that we're in a very good position at the state levels. We have a lot of grassroots campaigning going, and the voters, you, the active, engaged, conservative Republican voters, you guys are on top of it. You're fired up. You're ready to go. You want the elections to happen. We see candidates jumping into races all over the nation already, trying to get ready for the midterms in 2022. We have some really good redistricting things coming up in the next year because of the 2020 census that just came out uh, the last couple of weeks. So we're in a very, very good position. The question now is how do we clean up our own party and get prepared to take leadership positions again in the midterms when we take back the house when we maintain the senate and when we get ready for a 2024 presidential election at the same time we have state legislative seats all over the nation we have governor's races all over the nation we have attorney general races all over the nation that are going to be uh needed essential for us to control and do what we need to do at the statewide levels we talk about federalism and the nullification of uh federal regulations coming down from the Biden administration and the Democrat Party and those left-wing progressive loonies. So we'll talk about that because now with our building stage, we cannot do what we did the last time in 2016 when Donald Trump took office and we had the House and we had the Senate and we botched it. Do you see how fast the Democrats are moving through their agenda right now? How fastly they are just ramming through everything? Yeah, because they're unified. They haggle behind closed doors. They come out. They come out with a unified voice outside of the AOC once in a while calling out her own party because we're not progressive and socialist enough. But we need to do that as the Republican Party. We need to set a platform and we need to move forward. And if you're not for limiting government, if you're not for cutting spending, if you're not for cutting taxes, if you're not for getting the federal government out of it, then just register as a Democrat and be done with it. Don't try and be like, well, I'm a Republican, but I don't like Donald Trump. I'm a Republican, but I really don't think we need to be cutting taxes. I'm a Republican, but I think we need to be negotiating to make this infrastructure plan better. I'm not for that. And if we're going to move forward as a Republican Party, it needs to be unified. I get that we're the party of conservative values and everybody has their own individual opinion, and we embrace that. I understand that in our primary elections that we have some of the best primaries because we do beat each other up and challenge each other on our ideas, unlike what Democrats do. They just challenge each other on who could go farther and farther to the left. We challenge each other. Okay, you want to cut taxes here. I want to cut taxes there. You want to cut government spending here. I want to cut government spending over here. I love those conversations. But at the same time, we do a terrible job from going from the primary where we challenge each other nicely to the general election where we need to unify as a party because we get so emotional. Well, I'm not supporting that guy. That guy's a jerk. I'm not supporting that candidate. They're too far right. I'm not supporting that candidate. They're too far in the center. We need to come out with a solid platform. We need to be unified as a party. And when we take over leadership again, then we don't fall into the position of, well, we have the House, we have the Senate, we have the presidency, but we're just going to slow down the process here because we're going to obstruct what the president's doing just because he sends out some really mean tweets. Mitt Romney or John McCain or if you remember Jeff Flake, or Lisa Murkowski, or Susan Collins. You seeing a trend here? So when we talk to Dan Schultz, and I want to tease it when we come back after the break as well, we're going to talk about how can we defeat the rhinos within the party, how can we unify the Republican Party under conservative values, and how can we use that to move forward with our momentum in the general election. So we're going to do that here in just a minute. And I'm really excited because that's one of my favorite conversations to have, really is to move forward with a proper messaging from the Republicans. Let me tell you, how many people wanted to leave the Republican Party when Trump lost and go to this, uh, what was it, the Freedom Party? 
with the lion that everybody was saying Donald Trump was going to be starting this third party. Everybody was ready to jump ship because, oh, look at that. Some Republicans didn't actually support Donald Trump and the elections rigged with the with the big establishment two party system. And therefore, I'm just going to leave. We've already lost the libertarians. And I've been desperate to get the libertarians back into the Republican Party because if conservatives and libertarians came back together and unified outside of the small little bickerings of minor issues that we can do within the party because that's just a normal, healthy thing for a party to do, if we unified, brought everybody back together, then guess what? We would be unstoppable because we would be a party of principle again, not just haggling for the best deal we could possibly get and be like, I guess we are. I guess we're going to be all right. No, we would be a party of principle. We would be a party of values, and we would be a party of, you know what, we're going to do what we say we're going to do. No more Republicans obstructing our own agenda because they're on a power trip, and they want to find the middle of the road. I'm still curious, and I've never heard a very good answer, so if you have one, you can email me, network at gmail.com. I've never heard of a good response on what a moderate actually is. What's a moderate? I don't know. I mean, is it like, well, I kind of want low taxes, but not really low taxes. I want limited government, but not really limited government. I want to get government out of my life, but I really want them to be there just in case. Like, I don't understand the whole moderate. Either you don't want the government involved in that issue or you want them to control it. There's no middle ground because you, the government will not give you a middle ground. What's the platform got to look like? How do we clean it up? Plus... There's some major issues going on in California, the upcoming governor's election there. We'll talk about that when we come back, because is that going to be part of the Republican platform? Going to be kind of interesting. All that coming up for a post-Monday celebration here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss Part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I love it. I got a message over the break watching, uh, which you can leave a comment on any of our social media. We are live streaming on Podbean Live with our podcasting site, The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. We have our live stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv, LinkedIn. Uh, when you see it, you can leave comments on any of those. I do check them throughout the breaks. Got a comment. Andy, you're not going through a midlife crisis. You're going through a pre-midlife reality check. I can go with that. I can go with that. All right. I'm down. Welcome back in. Dan Schultz will be joining us here in just a few minutes. Looking forward to that one. As we talk about the Republican Party and the future of it and how we set our boundaries, how we set our platform, how we set the vision that we want as the party. Look, the reason that there are so many people that are under the Republican Party is because there's a vision. Limited government, pro-Second Amendment, pro-life, pro-freedom you know, of speech, pro-individuality, you know, individuality, pro-liberty, pro-freedom. That's what we're all about. But yet, half the time, then we say that in the nice campaign slogan, but then when we go and vote, we vote for something completely different. What kind of platform are we going to have? At the same time, as you know, there's a major election coming up with a recall election in California for Governor Newsom of California because he's just a crazy guy. And it's gotten some publicity because, as you know, Caitlyn Jenner has thrown um, his, her. I mean, technically, biologically, it's a him, so I'm going to say him but she wants to be a her. I don't really know. I don't know what the PC term is or the woke term on that one is or how you identify. I don't really care either. But Caitlyn Jenner announced run for governor, and everybody kind of laughed. But I don't know that we should be laughing, and I don't know that we shouldn't take it seriously because obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger was able to get into the governorship in California. And sorry, the California, the governor of California, yeah. And he won twice. He was able to make that happen. So, you know what? Then, of course, I remember the election thereafter where all these celebrities and adult film stars and everybody as a gag try to jump into the governor's race. But people in California, I love California. I've been there a couple of times. We have tons of listeners in California. So we thank you for that. Uh, but there's a lot of people that just do it for maybe the publicity or for the celebrity status or they just aren't aware of the issues. I don't know what the problem is in California. But Caitlyn Jenner, I have to admit, I they released the new campaign ad for Caitlyn Jenner for governor, and I can't play the whole thing just with timer saying right now, but this is kind of what it sounds like. I've always been a dreamer. California was once the envy of the world. We had what everyone else wanted. The American dream grew up here. Yet career politicians and their policies have destroyed that dream. It's been locked away closed, shuttered, left in the dark, burned down. The government is now involved in every part of our lives. They've taken our money, our jobs, and our freedom. California needs a disruptor, a compassionate disruptor. I came here with a dream 48 years ago to be the greatest athlete in the world. Now I enter a different kind of race, arguably my most important one yet, to save California. I want to carry the torch for the parents who had to balance work and their child's education, for business owners who were forced to shut down, for pastors who were not able to be with their congregation, for the family who lost their home in a fire, for an entire generation of students who lost a year of education. This past year has redefined our career politicians as 
elitist. All right, I had to, we can play the rest of it later. Maybe we'll play the full one before the end of the show. But that's a little snippet of the campaign ad from Caitlyn Jenner for governor. And when you listen to it, outside of just the stigma of the you know trans thing and, and the changing of the sex thing, if you know that's an issue, listening to the message. Now, remember, Caitlyn Jenner is relatively conservative. We've had numerous talk show hosts. Mark Levin has been one to be like, oh, yeah, I've gone to political events and sat beside Caitlyn. And outside of that issue is like super conservative, super nice, has a, you know, super smart and has a lot of conservative values. When you listen to that, the government's intrusive in way too much of our life. We're going to open things back up. We're going to get things back on track and get rid of the corrupt Democrat politician. It perks your ear up. Is that something that's going to be the future of California? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome into the program. Halfway through already. It goes by way too fast. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Your millennial general. Rocking and rolling the way we do every single day. Welcome in all of our social media, radio and TV, our live stream, our podcast. Doesn't matter where you're at watching or listening. We appreciate you. Very, very much excited to have on the program. Let's get into the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? The ongoing theme that we've had throughout really the show today, how can we clean up the Republican Party? We're still kind of licking our wounds a little bit after the 2020 election. We are doing, I think, phenomenal jobs at the statewide levels trying to counter and put up our walls against the federal government and the garbage coming out of the left side of the aisle with the Uh, both chambers of Congress with President Joe Biden. How can we stop that? The nullification process, the federalism that we have in this nation where the states have rights and we can stop the federal government when we choose to do so. But we need to do so under a certain platform. We need to do so under a certain vision, under a certain uh, idea. And it's hard to do when Republicans are really the ones that sabotage the Republican Party more so than anybody else. So how do we clean that up? There are headlines right now that we have uh, the House GOP re-election committee expanding list of Democrat challenges that they're going to do. That's great. But at the same time, we see from Politico, Trump era or Trump rejecting Florida Republican as a plan to fix the GOP. Really? The Trump rejecting Florida Republican? I'm guessing more on the middle of the aisle, right? We don't like those Trump people who just want to, you know, defeat the Democrats and Bring America first. We don't like that policy. Then you see the debacle going on with Liz Cheney, where there's a rumor now she may be running for 
president in 2024. I don't know why she has no popularity, but, you know, she's a moderate and she doesn't like Trump and therefore she's got a sect of the Republican Party. Where do we stand with the vision of the Republican Party and how do we clean that up? I'm excited to have on here. He's uh, Arizona Republican Party precinct committeeman, state committeeman uh, for the great state of Arizona. It's Dan Schultz with us. Dan, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Andy. Hey, appreciate you very much coming on the program. It's a I love this conversation because I always think that, to me, primary elections are the most important, greatest election that we could possibly have. By the general election, we need to be unified as a party. We need to be unified knowing, you know, who the, I guess, the, you know, evil candidate is or the lesser of two evils or however some people like to look at it. But the primaries, Republicans do such a good job of challenging each other, of beating each other up. But what we don't do is we don't do a very good job of unifying at the end of the day for the general election because there are some that just like to go into the party and sabotage. So the question is, how do we start cleaning that up? There's only one way to do it, and that is for individual Republicans to become actually in the party, become owners of the party, not just donors or volunteers, become an owner. And the way to become an owner of the party is to become what's called a precinct committeeman. Uh, terminology varies from state to state. I didn't have time to double check what you guys call them in Kansas, uh, but Kansas, Missouri, every state's different. Um, and here in Arizona, we call them precinct committeemen. And the way you become a precinct committeeman is two ways. You either run for the office of precinct committeeman, again, however it's done in your state. Some states do it through the primary election process. Some states do it purely privately at what are called caucus meetings, where any Republican can show up on a certain date in their precinct. There's a little meeting. Somebody runs the meeting, some legacy person. And then if you raise your hand and say, I want to be one of these people, a voting member of the party and get involved. And the good news is over half of these slots on average in every state are vacant right now. So that's a huge opportunity for conservatives to get involved in the party. I explain all of this at my blog, precinctstrategy.com, precinctstrategy.com. And uh, I also have a book, a short book that I wrote about it, um, how to get into the real ball game of politics, where you live to help President Donald J. Trump make America great again. And essentially what the book tells you is that if you really want to help say, now not just make America great, but save America, you got to become a precinct committeeman. We conservatives don't have a party of our own. We're not in control of the Republican Party. It's at war with itself. There's factions, as you mentioned. There's conservatives and there's non-conservatives, and they're at war with one another. But the good news is if conservatives filled up all the vacant precinct committeeman slots, yeah. you can volunteer to fill a vacancy in between the elections. Um If we filled up all the slots, that 50-50 split and half-strength party gets transformed into a 75% majority conservative Republican party at full strength. And then we go into those primary elections, which you mentioned, the most important election, and then we help get out the vote for the best conservative in each race, the best conservative candidate. So we send to the general election against the Dems not an echo, but a choice, a real 
conservative Republican that's diametrically opposed to what the Democrats are doing, not just me tooism Republican, but always saying whenever the Dems say, well, you're not for this, you're not for that. Oh, no, I'm for that, too, but not just so much. We've got to have principled conservatives saying, no, the federal government's out of control. It needs to be reined in. Everything that's unconstitutional, we need to stop. We need to repeal laws, not make new laws. We need those kind of candidates going up against the Democrats so that the American people can say, ah, here's a real choice for a change. I'm voting for the Republican. So the first step is we've got to take control of our Republican Party. It's there for the taking. We're just not participating. And guess what? By and large, the establishment Republicans don't publish any of this kind of information on the Internet inviting you to come into the party because they don't want you. But I want you. And I've published whatever I can find at my blog, precinctstrategy.com, for every state in the union. And there's at least something there that will get you started um, to learn about how to go about getting involved in the party where you live. It's amazing. I am so glad you mentioned that. Uh, and it's something that we haven't talked much about. And that you kind of already answered it, but that was my next question is, why don't people do this and why don't people know about it? It's just because, you know, I, I mean, we do a very good job with grassroots campaigning. I mean, uh, all over the country and even here in Kansas, I mean, I've been a campaign manager. We don't, we go and knock on the doors of people to hand out the lit. We do the phone banks. I mean, we do an amazing job as Republicans nationwide overall at grassroots campaigning, which is why overall nationwide state legislatures, governorships, you know, county commissions, city councils are predominantly run by many Republican candidates. We do a good job with that, but that's more, as you mentioned, the volunteer basis of knocking on the doors as opposed to helping lead the party. Why haven't many people taken that next step? It is just because we don't know about it. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I learned about it way back in 68, 69, 1968, 69. I just turned 65. I'm an old fart. Um, but I learned it in public school, in social studies, in seventh grade. Basic American civics was taught to us. They didn't just teach us about what government was. They also taught us about the the two-party system and how the political parties worked. And so we learned about how it worked in Wisconsin. And I was lucky enough to have family members. My dad was a city councilman. He was a county board member. I had an uncle who was a small town mayor. I had other uncles who were county clerks. So I knew that being involved in a party was really important. Um, but they don't teach it anymore in public schools. The progressives, the leftists succeeded in stripping out of the standards, anything having to do with political parties. So that's why I wrote my book. That's why I created my blog. I, I knew that there was a, a knowledge of a vacuum that needed to be filled. So I filled it up with whatever I could find around the country um, about how this works. And as I said before, the parties don't want us in their party. The, yeah. the people at the top in Wisconsin, for example, they've allowed the party structure to just wither away on purpose because the people in Milwaukee and in Madison, who Reince Priebus comes out of Wisconsin, they didn't want any competition to them. So they let the party uh, structure just wither away and sort of die. Now people are beginning to realize, hey, wait a second, we're, we're by statute, we're allowed in Wisconsin to have ward, they call them ward wards, not precincts in, in, in parts of Wisconsin. And, um, and they're rebuilding the party. There's other states like that. In California, for example, San Bernardino County, I found out, 
there's nobody at the local level and the precinct level at all. It's just all people on the county central committee. That can change, and it's it's starting to change now. But what we've got to do individually, wherever we live, we've got to figure out, okay, how do I get into the party, and how do I get all of my conservative friends into our party to change the party from within so that when it comes time to elect the state chairman, the national committeeman, and the national committee woman, they're going to be Trump America firsters, not like it is right now on the RNC, I'm told by people who are on the RNC who are America firsters, look, 80% of the RNC members are never Trumpers. They're deep swampers. They, 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 they're globalists. They, they, they hated Trump. They wanted to get rid of Trump. There's only one way to change that, and that's to invade the party, fill up all the vacant precinct committeeman slots. The precinct committeeman is the most powerful political office in the world because they elect everybody in the party and... They're in the best position to get out the vote in the primary election in each precinct with their fellow precinct committee for the best conservative Republican candidate in the in the primary election. Mm-hmm. And so this stuff works. I've done it. I, too, have run a campaign. We defeated a rhino in a primary using my get out the vote strategies, using the precinct committeemen and campaign volunteers, targeting the voters that don't normally vote in the in the primary and boosting turnout. This works, but it only works if you participate. You got to be in the ball game to get into the real ball game of politics, and that's party politics. Yeah, and it's there for the taking, and it's so easy to do at the local level to have such an impact. Let's take a break here. We're talking with Dan Schultz, a state committeeman for the state of Arizona, veteran attorney and author. When we come back, we'll talk about more about the party cleaning it up, moving forward. We have such huge opportunities for the Republican Party to really bring back conservative principles here in the next election. We'll do that when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back in. Last few minutes of the program. It goes by way too fast. The fastest hour of radio on radio. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. That's what we do right here. Your millennial general killing it as we try to rebrand the conservative movement every single day. That's what we're all about. We're talking with Dan Schultz. He is a committee person for the state of Arizona, veteran, attorney, author, how to get into the real ball game of politics where you live to help President Donald J. Trump make America great again is the book also online at precinctstrategy.com. And Dan, I love this idea, getting involved with the precincts, precinct committeemen, being able to help represent the party, be part of the party, not just a volunteer for the party because we can take it back. Here's my question. I've always tried to advocate to bring them back in because honestly, they weren't treated properly. Uh, in the party and they left and we need to bring them back but the libertarians if conservatives and libertarians united again outside of the bickering of you know some social issues and a few things here and there if we actually had principled people that stood on values that stood on a certain platform and that and that stood on principle and conservatives and libertarians united together again under the republican party we could drive out the majority of these rhinos and establishments in in big government republicans couldn't we uh, absolutely. <clears throat> I used to be a registered libertarian a, a long time ago, thinking that I could uh, do more politically with the libertarian party. But I, I soon came to realize that libertarianism just doesn't seem to sell very well. And in there's factions of libertarians. So I came back into the Republican Party. That was a long time ago. And, but over the years, I've met many libertarians who've come into the Republican Party and found a home within it. They they still hold on to their you know their their pristine libertarian values and principles, and that's great. But they've also recognized that uh, they can do more politically by coming into the Republican Party. We have lots of libertarians who are in our party here in Arizona, and I welcome them. They're I, you know, I used to be one. So definitely, yes, libertarians come into the Republican Party. It's it's a conservative party. You're not going to agree probably with everything in our platform, but uh, but that's um, healthy. Uh, you'll agree with you'll agree with most of it. Yeah, and you bring your ideas into. I tell every group: the pro-lifers, the Second Amendment people, the Tea Partiers, the evangelical Christians. Bring your issue into our party, and the way to do it is become a voting member of it, a precinct committeeman. So you'll have a voice in the party. You can even get up to the RNC level. You can help write the state party platform, maybe even get onto the RNC if, if, if that's what you want to do. But you've got to get in into the party so you're voting for the people, the best people, to run our party. There's yeah. only way to do it is to become a precinct committeeman. Yeah, amen to that. No, I absolutely love it. Uh, last question. I know we got just about a minute or so left here, but is it just fundamentally, is it a struggle for conservatives? Because we do so well at the local level, and we do so focus so much on individuality. And even within our own party, we have so many different ideas, which is why I think libertarian 
party itself struggles so much is because everybody's got their own individual thought they don't want to let go. Fundamentally, is it difficult for the Republican Party under conservative values to have an RNC at the national level because it represents such a wide range of conservatism nationally? But is that why Republicans do so well at local levels is because when it gets to the larger side, we don't unify like Democrats do is just a marching orders type of mentality that Democrats do so well at. We just struggle with that because we want to rebel because we like things limited and smaller. Well, I, I think what it boils down to is, is that, you know, our, our country is very diverse. Our state parties are very diverse. And um, what, what might be happening where you are isn't necessarily happening every place else across the country. Um, and so that's reflected in the fact that there's a split in the party right now, generally 50% conservative, 50% not conservative. That ends up through the election process within the party with a an RNC that's kind of wishy-washy. Yeah. Uh, what I want to see is I want to see a, a 75%, 80% conservative majority on among the 168 RNC members, the three that come from each of the 50 states, the five territories, and D.C., there's only one way to make that happen. Fill up all the vacant precinct committeeman slots, and I explain that at precinctstrategy.com. I love in it. In my book, at yeah. precinctstrategy.com. Precinctstrategy.com. Make sure to go and check it out. Dan Schultz, it's a great conversation. I love it. We need to have more conversations like this as we go into another election cycle where we can take things back, get a majority, and actually get something done, unlike the stagnation we saw in 2016 when we had both chambers and Donald Trump, and we ended up fighting against ourselves and ended up stalling ourselves. Dan, we appreciate the time, my friend, very much. Let's do this again here real soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. A pleasure. We'll get you back on again here real soon. That does it for us today. Podcast going up a little bit. Goes by way too fast, doesn't it? Great guests all lined up the rest of the week. we got a lot more to talk about we'll get to throughout this week. Until then, it's time for you to be your own voice of reason. It's time to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful Tuesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.